Sigma male. No, I'm not the Sigma. I'm the Doomer male. Oh, sorry. You're not even Sigma. Uh, you're the Delta male. No, uh, Delta for Doomer. Alpha, Beta, Gamma, si- Alpha, Beta, Uh-oh. Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Sigma. Male. How come your voice is a lot bassier than mine? Right, um, there we go. Pointing well, right at I'm using my podcast voice right now. Right at your teeth. Okay, yeah. there we go. No, yeah, see, so yours, now, that, that voice sounded unnatural, so I'm like using my podcast voice. Your podcast voice. Yeah, this is also like my teaching voice. When I teach, I talk like this. Like this. Wait. When I talk, I... So you talk like this. Yeah. Is that good? Yep. This is a good podcasting voice. Yep. That's a good Uh, voice. I like it. Nice. And then this is my normal voice. And then I need to sound excited. So... Yeah. When I get excited, I talk like this. Uh, It's very enunciated. coloration. Mm -hmm. There's coloration. There's a lot of of, uh, sound to my voice. Yeah, there's a lot of noise. A lot of noise to my voice. And that's all I hear is just a lot of noise it's coming out of, of noise. that fucking gapper hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got oh, that Shut ga- up, I'm going to have to shove something down it. Oh, yeah, you got that little gaper hole of yours, eh? Little gaper hole. Are yeah. we recording? Yeah. Okay. You know, all you ever do is you uh just yap, yap, yap out of that gaper hole of yours, eh? Just shut up and drink your beer. It's an ale? Yeah, well, I got myself tonight a two-hearted ale because, you know, I got, I'm a big man. Like check. I'm a big man with a big heart, so uh, you know, I got myself a two hearted ale. You know what I got? I got a big dick. Oh, you got a big dick, eh? A big robot dick. You got a big robot dick. Well, does it is it really count as a big dick if you can give it to yourself? You know. Here's my thing. I feel like if everyone could have a big dick, then, um, I feel like if everyone could have a big dick uh, by choice, then in a couple of years, having a small dick would be the alpha move. Because it's like, oh, everyone can give themselves a huge penis, but what about giving your, willingly giving yourself a small one? Yes, exactly. Gene editing your small penis. Okay, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is Negotiated Management. We're back on the sound waves live. Blasting it right into your ear holes. We want to wish you all a very happy and merry Memorial Day. Yes. And are we recording loud enough? Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, there we go. So, fine. here's the thing, right? I mean, I love Memorial Day. Wait, where are we peeking? Check. We're, we're not peeking. Okay, is that we're good We're not now? at all. Oh, we'll, we'll throw a compressor on it. Yeah. Here's what I love about Memorial Day. Yeah. Sorry, let me phrase that again. You know what I love about Memorial Day? What? The barbecues. Right. The barbecues yeah. and baseball games. Baseball games and barbecues. barbecues and what life is about. Baseball I love games and barbecues. I love reminding people that we can right. only have those barbecues and baseball games. Robert De Niro because, does a quick look. Yeah. 
Scorching Heat. Sorry. Every time someone mentions baseball no, games. No, you've, you've lost it. It's over. There's no point telling the story anymore. Okay, so yeah, go on. Barbecue games and baseball. So yeah, the only reason we can have those barbecue games and baseball is because our armed service <coughs> is out in the world pillaging and killing in the third world country so that we can have barbecue and baseball. So wow, way drink to be a, up. Cheers. Way to be a Debbie Downer. I love it. I love being a Debbie Downer. Yeah, you just you just hate you just love mm-hmm. stomping on everyone's parade. Yeah, like a, I just love like, being that guy. Yeah. You know, in fact, I love being a communist. You know, like just that. Uh, on Sun, no, on Saturday when we, during D and D, right? Uh, one of our friends was like, "Oh, you know, I love having you guys as friends because now whenever s- someone says I'm too radical, yeah. I can say, oh, well, I have communist friends.'" Like not, then, not like Bernie Sanders communist. Yeah, and then, yeah, mass revolution. Yeah, <laughs> he's there like, oh, like he likes Bernie Sanders, and he, our friend was like, no, like he's hammer and sickle. He's a full blown mass revolution. Yeah, Retain means oh, he likes violently. Bernie Sanders. I just remember he said that to us, and I just we just started laughing. It was like, ha, Bernie yeah, that Sanders. was hilarious. Uh, it was a little unhinged of a laugh, though. I think it was like. It was the collective frustration of, you know, years and years and years of, like, trying to uh-huh. put out the good word just, you know, exploded in that moment. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. Double check real quick. We're recording on the right um, uh, interface. Yeah. We you are, are 22? We are doing it in a solo. Uh, we have bars going up and down with waves. Yeah, what's the interface, though? I don't fucking know, man. Look, does it say Steinberg? Or... Yeah, it's the Steinberg. Steinberg. Yeah. Okay. Steinberg UR22. German engineering with mm-hmm. the Yamaha preamps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I just think that, you know, there's – we live in such a bubble sometimes that I forget that there are people who, you know, look at us and they're like, oh, God, these are fucking whack jobs. <laughs> like when we were with one of our other friends, boyfriends, and we were, you know, talking about the IRA. Well, partners. Yeah, oh no no never mind yo you're talking about way before yeah yeah and they well they said they're like oh you know we're like oh i love the ira god the ira is so fucking cool and right, then, i remember when i first met him he was like yeah my uncle died in iraq and i was like ah. yeah we're like ha, good <laughs> and he's like what yeah and then he just goes but we're talking about the ira and he just goes those i don't support terrorists and like I think my brain melted at that moment because we both just like simultaneously started yelling at him it's like fucking Shooting heat rounds, and he was just yeah. fucking taking heat rounds yeah. left and right from both of us. Oh my god, that was fun. Mm-hmm. He fucking hates us now, but yeah, dude, that's, that's why it. he never comes over. Yeah, that's why he never fucking comes over to our house because we've got fucking commie flags, we've got fucking PC USA flags. I got a new Palestine flag. Mm-hmm. In fact, since our last episode, do you want to tell uh, the audience about the Palestine rally we went to? Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. I don't we like talking about politics. PCUSA. <laughs> why don't you tell him well, no what did i you mean do? i do all i've done most of the talking for this oh, podcast this is six nine percent lit nice but uh you should you should do the pot uh the talking for this yeah, story so we went to a rally we waved some flags uh yeah we marched. What was this it. rally for? It was been uh, for Palestine. Yeah, for Palestine, Palestine and Philistines and in New like, York, though. Well, yeah. What were we in support of? Against Israeli apartheid. Yeah, we were in against Israeli apartheid, 
And who showed up? A lot of people. The Black Panthers? Mm-hmm. Ex-Black Panthers. What about that one group of people? The rabbis. Oh, yeah. The Jewish people showed up. Yeah. What did they talk about? Uh, How much they were scared of everyone. All right. You're fucking terrible <laughs> at telling stories. No. no yeah, yeah. They talked about how they were actual, you know, um, moderate. Ra- or they were just rabbis. Mm-hmm. And the original rabbi of Israel was kicked out of Israel um, and replaced with the Zionist one. And how Israel does not represent the Jewish Jewish faith because, according to the Torah, um, after, um, what was it, Sodom and Gomorrah? Or no, the third temple of uh, Solomon. Um, it burned down. Yeah, yeah, it was burned down. God deemed the Jews un- not holy enough to occupy the Holy Land. Yeah. So it is against the Jewish religion to actually occupy the Holy Land in any way. By force. Until we are deemed there, well, they were deemed holy enough. Which I thought was really well, interesting. That's why it's like a like a like evangelical redemption mm-hmm. for Zionists because they're literally a death cult. They want to rebuild the third temple of Solomon to bring upon the uh, rapture. And the oh apocalypse. my god, you're bringing that back that one again. Well, it's true though because as soon as the third temple's built, Jesus will rise again and um, take everyone up to heaven, and that's the end of the history. That's mm-hmm. that's their goal. It's That's like, the end of the world. Spooky. Netanyahu is actually secretly part of a death cult. Well, no, it's not a secret. It's like it's, it's an open, open statement. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was actually. Well, they're right. also just fascists mm-hmm. trying to build an ethno state. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the ethno state portion because that's actually like the rabbi actually brought up some really interesting points. Um, do you want to talk <clears throat> about them? Uh, yeah. What were the other points he brought up? Well, the, um, one of the big ones that he talked about was how... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll talk about it. What were the points? <laughs> I'll ask you. You want to ask me? Yes, what were the points? All right, well, the, one of the first big ones was that the land of Israel must not be taken by force, mm-hmm. and that even though there were Jewish people there, historically there were Palestinians there for far longer. Yeah. Well, and, and before that it was like the Phoenicians and the Babylonian Empire. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing he brought up was that he he pointed out some reasons why Israel is an apartheid state. And the reason that he brought up were actually really interesting. And he talked about how the Arab Israelis, or taking a step back, he talks about how Israel's laws allow the, the right of return, right? That any Jewish person it can, from anywhere in the world, can come back to Israel and as long as there is proof that there were Israelis, uh, Jewish people, not you know their family line, but specific just Jewish people in general who lived in that area, even if it was like three thousand years ago, mm-hmm. they can claim that that land belongs to them now. So fucking Bob Davis from Brooklyn can go to Israel. Well, no, he brought up the point that most Brooklyn Jews, actually, I just want to say this first. Um, are not Zionists. Like you never see them waving the Israeli flags because I understand that, like, like they're actual like very uh, progressive, like uh, Orthodox Jews. Yes. Not only really progressive, but just anti-Zionists. Yes, but theoretically, Bob Davis from Brooklyn, because he is Jewish, can go to a Palestinian's home and claim that because they found some Jewish artifact from two thousand years ago, that that means that they can now claim that home for themselves. And the Jewish courts will back it. However, Palestinians who have been kicked out of their homes even 50, 60 years ago 
do not have the right to reclaim that. The Jewish mm-hmm. courts will not follow that. They, you know, if you if you are Palestinian, you've been kicked out of, you know, East Jerusalem 50 years ago, and you go to the court and you say, hey, I have the right of reclamation, a right of return to back to my home. I want to get my home back. The Jewish courts will not listen to that. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Jewish people in Israel and Arab Israelis, Jewish Israelis and Arab Israelis, have radically different treatments under the law. And that is the textbook definition of an apartheid state, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really fascinating. Because, you know, we talk about apartheid, but to have it actually be codified into law that Jewish people will be treated differently in Israel than compared to Arabs really was fascinating. You know, I hadn't really thought about that. Mm. I guess I didn't know enough about it until Mm -hmm. I talked to him. Mm. And what was the guy's name? It was like Yehud? Something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yahoo, something like that? Yahoo, Yahoo, something like that. You, 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 you kept like the accent the last uh, yeah. two said. Um, Yahoo, is something like that. <laughs> oh, oy vey. But, um, <laughs> it's okay, because you dated a Jewish person. Yeah, exactly. Once. You know, I dated pretty much exclusively Jews until I met my wife. Actually, no, my wife is Jewish technically, so it's yeah. all good. Huh. Anyway, so yeah, that was our rally. Actually, you know what? That was really good. We yeah, got... uh, yeah, it was fun. If you think about it, that was actually our first rally in like as a member of PCUSA. And it was actually my first rally since like basically coronavirus hit. Yeah. Like my first real political rally. And it felt good to you know get back in the saddle, wave the PCUSA flag again, meet with some people. I got to give a speech out, and some of the members of the Black Panther Party gave me a Che Guevara pin. Yeah, that I was, was really cool. happy with. That was very cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it. So, yeah, it was a fun time overall. Uh, and then afterwards, we bought the Palestine flag and, you know, made some more connections. So I thought it was, you know, a really good event. Yeah, that was it was a lot of fun. But uh, What did you think about it? What were some highlights for you? Um, I definitely – I like the trams that we saw. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the trams. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to hold the flag. I was about to speak, but they kept marching. But mm, yeah, it was it was a good rally. Probably like uh, one of my top ten rallies. Yeah. Top ten. Yeah, I think that my favorite one was still the one in Philadelphia with Antifa. Oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Especially because we were late. Or no, you made us late, actually. Yeah, for once, I made us late. And I was like, damn it, Lee, you made us late. Now we have to roll the joints and pick up a six-pack and down it on the way down. <laughs> yeah, that was really bad, too, because yeah. we were like, it was in my old old Dodge Dakota. Right? Yeah, we well, showed up in the Dodge Dakota. We got there. It, the rally was, like, already going on. There was, it was, a, what, it was the pro-Trump rally. It was in the center of the square. In front and of... Antifa was just circling them. Circling, l- yeah, Lighting like off sharks. smoke bombs. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we just like sort of we didn't know like what the fuck we were doing. And then we sort of just walked in. We we're like, "Hey, we're photographers. Can we just like march with you?" Guys? You had your socialist shirt on. Yeah, and had the comic we both shirt got on. on Vice. That was cool. Yeah, we both got on the Vice video. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that um, was uh, that was neat. But and, um, yeah, and then the cops cornered everyone and like those random kids on bikes. Yeah, the random kids on bikes like routed the cops. Yeah, the, bike, the wheelie boys. <laughs> the wheelie boys. Yeah, yeah, that was a. That was a fun rally, man. And the best photo I got just has you square in the middle, and I mm-hmm. can't post it anywhere because it would dox you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like ah, 
But it's such a good photo because you're like cheering. I want to get that framed actually. Send that to me. Right, that might be your wedding gift. All right. That's perfect. I love it. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was probably my favorite one. Um, and then we have the Wildwood one. That was also really fun. Yeah, that was okay. I enjoyed it. I, well, think... I loved the J20 in 2017. J20? Which was yeah. that one? Um, when, you know, uh, they start smashing cop cars in DC when Trump oh, was yeah. inaugurated. Yep. Yeah, that was cool. <clears throat> that one I was, was like fun. crying tears of joy when Antifa was running down the street. And I was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. <laughs> That's when I was really close to being a um, post leftist because Crime Think organized it. Yeah. And that six foot five fucking dumb guy with dreadlocks. Yeah. Captain Antifa. He was like the organizer behind (laughs) it. I was like, oh, my God, I know that dude. And I saw him in the, you know, oh, in the videos. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Like seeing us in those videos, just like as a background character was really weird. Yeah. Kind of like part of history. Yeah. Like this is being recorded and like we're there, but no one knows who we are. And, like, no one's ever going to recognize us, you know? It's an interesting feeling. Yeah. And it's being part of history. Yeah. No, it really is. And to this day, people still think Antifa burnt the limo. But I know exactly who burnt the limo, and I'm not telling anyone. Because <laughs> I watched him do it. I, in fact, I gave him the lighter to do it. Because <laughs> he, asked, he asked for a lighter for a cigarette, and then he walked away. <laughs> like, oh, no, what have I done? Oh, no. I think my the funniest part of that, though, was before the tire fire. Um, I just saw some dude rolling a tire away. I'm like, yo, where'd you get that? And he was just like, yeah, so I asked some dude, who'd you vote for? And he said Trump, so I took his tire. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they burnt his tires. Beautiful. Yeah. Fuck that, it. That was amazing. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, going to these rallies, right? It's like uh-huh. I wouldn't be able to forgive myself if i didn't do something right mm-hmm. but i also inherently understand that these rallies are not the final solution like there are people who i've the met final the, solution like yeah there are people i've met at the rallies who think that like all you have to do to like <clears throat> stop fascism is just attend these antifa rallies and just burn and smash or like stuff. the dsa yeah like dsa and also be nice to your fbi comrades yeah exactly <laughs> like and you if you step out of line at all during the antifa um Boards or commissions, all of a sudden you have the FBI asking for discovery on all of your communications. Exactly. <laughs> that happens a lot in the DSA for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's for weird. some strange reason, yeah. But so They only target discovery on people who go against what the DSA says. Hmm. Weird. Uh, but yeah, it's like they don't understand the people that I've met there. They don't understand that you know the rallies are like the bare minimum. It's like voting. It's like that's the fucking bare minimum that you should do. The The hard work is the organizing. Yeah. And that's not, you know, because I've realized, you know, rallies are sexy. They get There's the stuff that gets on the videos, that gets on the news mm-hmm. and the media and gets like clout. Yeah. They're well, that's fun. What everyone kind They're of also is, fun. Is you go chaser. out, you get drunk, you meet a bunch of people, you smash a couple, you know, cop cars. They're fun. What's not fun is the actual organizing behind the scenes that actually gets everyone to show up mm-hmm. that, you know, pre buys all the lighters <clears throat> yeah. uh, that, you know, organizes crews to dismantle cars for tires. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the boring shit that doesn't get on the news. Oh yeah. You know, no one's going to write about that. The Antifa leaders who are organizing cop car. Well, rallies. James O'Keefe did that. He was like, Antifa is organizing 
uh, water bottles and weed joints. This is incredible. We, I've uncovered the conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, but fucking James O'Keefe is also a loser. And he's a Rutgers alumni. Yeah, he's a yeah, exactly. He's a fucking loser. Because <laughs> anyone who goes to Rutgers is a fucking loser, me yeah. included. Yeah, okay. fuck, fuck Rutgers. Fuck Rutgers, man. Like it's a fucking party oh my god, school. it's fucking my mic keeps fucking up. It's well, like it sounds like a you problem. Mm. Yeah, fucking Rutgers. Uh, but yeah, um. So that happened in the last two weeks since we recorded. Uh, yeah, honestly, like, I'm at this point right now with work where it's the end of the school year and I'm just sort of, like, burnt out, right? So this Memorial Day mm-hmm. weekend, like, I have students who are emailing me yeah. about their grades and everything because they've been fucking off for the entire uh-huh. school year and they're just now realizing that they might actually fail. Yeah. And I just don't give a shit anymore. Like, you've dug your fucking hole, bitch. Like, you have not turned in a single assignment all year. Like, f- fucking lay in it now. Damn, you're one of those teachers. Like, why should... Tell me, like... Well, no, you, you should do teacher... it just because that's the right thing to do. Yeah, like, why should I, right now, uh-huh. give you an extra credit project that well, because... I would then have to go through and grade? Because when... if you were in high school, you would expect the same treatment from your teachers. No. You know what I did in high school? I did all my work. I didn't do it well. Oh. I didn't do it like a good job. What a nerd. But I turned it all in. You know, I did. I did. I, at the very least, I turned in something at every assignment. Okay. Can I have my jewel? Right? Teacher, can I have my jewel back? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> I'm going to the guidance counselor. Yeah. I'm calling. But you know. My dad's calling the school. Like, turning <laughs> in something is always better than turning in nothing at all. Keeps because going. if you turn in something, then the teacher can at least give you like a partial credit or some some kind of grade, right? Yeah. But if you give in nothing, what you're telling the teacher is, I don't give a fuck about what you're teaching. I don't give a shit about anything, and I don't respect the effort that you're So this is in. to that one French kid who's between the ages of 16 and 18 that listens to our podcast. Do yeah. your homework. Yeah, exactly. Do your fucking work. Unless it's just some creep on a proxy. Yep. In that case, which case, uh, uh, FBI agent, do your fucking work. Yeah, smoke weed though. Smoke weed and get kicked out of the FBI. Shame <laughs> on you. Shame on fucking you. <clears throat> get the fuck Shame. out. Shame. This is what your tax dollars are going for: spying on leftist podcasts from New Jersey. Fuck you. <laughs> get a real job. Go destabilize some Middle Eastern country. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Fuck off. They do that. Honestly, if I find out that I have, like, an FBI agent, like, that's monitoring me, I'd actually be kind of flattered. Because that means that, you know, we're doing something. We're getting traction. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean... Like, PCUSA. You know, strangely, the FBI monitors every single, like, mass shooter for the past, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they keep showing up at the mass shootings just yeah. before they shoot up, like, schools and stuff. Weird, right? But, no, like, PCUSA, like, we've been getting... You know, I always say, like, if we're not getting attacked... We're not doing it good. We're not doing a good job. Yeah. Like PCSA, like we've got, you know, we're now, now what if on the like, news? What if Chairman Xi uh, calls you out? Oh, they have. So actually, funny story. On the twentieth of June, we are actually having a meeting with the CPC, the Communist Party of China. I, I thought that was just something they're doing. Like they're just having students reach out. To, yeah, like, various... they're having students of. Who are you know members of the Communist Party of China who are going to be future cadre? I thought it was just kind of mundane and like just a, like a field trip kind yeah, of thing. It is because think about it, like 
that's an everyday event for them. Things that we would consider like huge events, like, oh my God, like the CBC communists from different countries are coming to meet with us and learn from each other. Mm -hmm. That's an everyday thing in China because they're a communist country and that's what they would just organize. Yeah, state capitalism or communism is when you uh... do things. Communism is when the mm -hmm. government does things. Yeah. But no, I think it's actually a really interesting idea. Where they're a nominally Marxist country. Yeah. Well, they're revisionist in a way. Like we, I taught, I expressed my thoughts to them already, and a lot of them actually really interestingly understand that. They understand that what they're on is like a revisionist path. Well, yeah, they have a huge like radical like Maoist like student movement. Like yeah. so it's some city, some city. I forget what city it was. It was well, like in southern China. It's globally, really. No, I mean, like, they would have, like, just students do protests, like... Oh, yeah. Xi Jinping is a revisionist. Bring mm -hmm. back Mao Maoist era. Mm -hmm. Which is, I mean, it's China, so that's kind of cool. But you see some, like, white dude in, like, Austin do that. It's kind of cringe. Yeah. Well, it's because, like... Like, what the fuck? Like, the white dude from Austin is disconnected from the movement in China. So, what the fuck do you know what you're talking about? Like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Hmm. Go fucking mm -hmm. work on your local community first. My absolute favorite is when people on like Twitter or Facebook or Reddit make fun of like the Filipino Maoists, and they're like, "Oh, these Filipino Maoists are like revisionists, and they're uh, fighting against global socialism, and you know they're actually reactionaries." And it's like, do you really think they're gonna take the time to understand and respond to your critique when they're like, you know, fending off helicopter and APC attacks, and fighting and, for their lives, and orga yeah. organizing their uh, villages? Yeah, it's like, or no. like you know. The fucking communists in southern India who have been yeah, fighting actively, yeah, who have like created their own government system, internal government system within India. They have something. It's like that dog Doge meme where it's like the tiny little like uh, um, snout, long snout Doge, where he's like, "Oh, I just got canceled on Twitter," and then you have the big Naxalite Doge, and he's like, "I just killed twelve police officers and." <laughs> Uh, organized food distribution to 12,000 people. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it really is. Like, a lot of Westerners, I mean, history does this. <clears throat> things don't change. I was reading talks about, like, Palestinians from, like, communists from, like, the 70s. And they basically, like, we hate working with Westerners because they have no fucking clue what, what they're talking about. All mm. of their ideals and their criticisms is based on, like, ivory tower, pie-in-the-sky theory. Whereas we... You know the communist Palestinians have been fighting for our lives. Where it's like the critique of like the IRA and how like oh they worked with the Catholic Church that's that's bad. They're working with religion. Like fuck off, man. Like yeah, it's like what, what do you what do you think like, like Iron Ireland is like? Yeah, what do you think the material <laughs> conditions? You don't understand what the material conditions in Ireland are. Just as you don't understand what the material conditions in China or, or your own fucking hometown. Are. Yeah, or your own fucking hometown are. Like, before you start criticizing leftists around the world, why don't you stand in fucking solidarity with them and work to improve your own home conditions? Yeah, but how first. does that get me clout? Okay. I don't give a fuck about you. How clout. am I going to make six figures on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> they have their first to go to the wall. Yeah, no. The wall is a club. They're honestly, fucking. It's disgusting. a gay club, so it's progressive. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to take like, you to the wall. <laughs> wink wink take me to the wall oh that should be a song it should be yeah. like a funky like post-punk song gonna take me to the wall gonna take me to the wall i just owned a shop 
and instead they let the free market because well they got cocky too they stopped uh reifying that ideology yeah. in the younger people yeah exactly they also assumed they thought it was the be all were, end all yeah they assumed that they would last a thousand years they would never collapse you're, you're being very sus today final solution thousand year soviets i'm very <laughs> pissed off today i've been thinking about this stuff a lot fascism I've, I've, yeah i've been like yeah you know i realized it's like be, the fact that we only record every other week means that I have a lot of time to get like pissed off at stuff happening and rethink your politics. Yeah, exactly. I'm actually uh, a monarch, fa- monarcho fascist now. I'm a post reactionary neo homo fascist. <laughs> neo homo fascist. Neo homo ethno fascist. I I'm a fascist and I support the West because the West lets me be a degenerate. <laughs> Did you wait? <laughs> from J Reg. Yeah. Did you ever finish the the Centricide series? I never watched the last episode. It was really it was just a stupid animation. Oh really? It was like when Filthy Frank did like uh Pink Seasons. But then it Yo, was Pink just Pink Season was awesome. Yeah, but then it it just got to Filthy Frank p- pitching like his uh his music career. That's true. But instead J Reg was just like I, I am putting absolutely no effort into this and just doing other videos. Yeah. Honestly It's like, like Centricide's over, get with it. I can't believe you showed me Centricide and like you showed me like the mi- you start from the middle of Centricide. Yeah, I showed you like a random. I think we were on acid too. I was yeah, like, we were oh, on acid. You look at me this really funny episode. guy. It's this YouTube guy. He only has like ten thousand views, and he makes these funny videos. Yeah, you showed me. I had no fucking clue what was going on. Yeah, dude. I was just like, why is there a Nazi? early J Reg was the best because <laughs> I was the first to like find him. <laughs> Same with well, there's your problem. That podcast. Right, me and the dude talk about trains on Twitter, and I found his uh, podcast on the first episode because he did it about trams in Philadelphia. And I was like, "Oh shit!" It's only got a thousand views. I love trams. I love. Trains <laughs> I hate too. Philly, but I love trams. Well, I don't. I don't. And now, now it's like a talking big about podcast. infrastructure. I don't like talking about the infrastructure of trains, but I like talking about the ideology. No, of you, that, that's that's part of the infrastructure. You don't like talking about the. Uh, I, I guess the nitty gritty. Like you have an EFG FT one six twelve running on the Pennsylvania to New York F line. It's like what? Yeah, but you know, it it carries people. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Like I was with my wife in Carteret the other day, and you know, oh, fucking shout out to Carteret, New Jersey towns, uh, obscure New Jersey towns. Oh, I, I work in Carteret at Amazon. Ooh, they have six go. warehouses in Carteret. They form a triangle like the Illuminati. Fucking gross. You map it out. But anyway, as I was saying, when I was in Carteret and I saw this train pulling uh, a lot of these uh, gas cars, actually. Oil tinkers. Yeah, oil tinkers. That's, that's the proper term. They're oil tinkers. Listen, man, I'm the an actual you know. chemo, so they're called gas cars. No, they're, they're oil tinkers. Dude. Listen, I, I'm the expert here. I don't Tank cars. Listen, your opinion isn't really valid so i don't really give a mm, shit no anyway so i saw them pulling it and i just i remember like i pulled over like I, I wanted to pull over to the side of the road and be like look babe this this is america what on just like industrial highway and then on it yeah i just wanted to the I peter j sicko industrial over. highway yeah. railway and just that's like, like the full name of it too it's incredible gross and just like observe the train because i just love the idea no it's trains. the peter j sicka industrial memorial highway to West Carteret and Railway. That's like the full proper name they have on the signs. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> as I was saying before I was interrupted, I just like the idea of trains. You know, I like the idea of like 
big trains pulling big cargo across big They're distances. Simple. You know, and I'm easy a, to control. I'm a simple man. Yeah. I like big trains. Big trains. Big I, women. I like the small trains. Big trains. So you have big the switcher. Women. Apparently, they have these things called switcher units, right? So I, I, I was just like reading about them, and they're smaller trains. They mm-hmm. use to haul less cars and move them around. All the bigger trains haul more cars and move them further places. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool. They have different trains for like different purposes. Yeah, but short hauls and long hauls, big hauls and low hauls, big small hauls, low, big hauls freight and high low speed haul low freight. drag or low speed high drag. That's low speed high drag is like the worst. That's not good. No, that's not. Yeah, it's thinking bad. high speed low drag and low speed low drag. Yeah, but you could have a high drag. So you can have high speed high drag, yeah, and low speed high drag. But that's bad too. Low speed high drag is the worst. High speed low yeah, drag is the best. That's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. No, high speed low drag is good. Dude, CSX should hire us. Yeah, we could talk about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, this is this is Lee. Uh, your train it uh <laughs> it has a uh, very high drag. So uh, it's like you... that's a that's a bad <laughs> that's a bad thing. So uh, you need to uh, improve your train, make it gooder. If you make it bigger, yeah, get more yeah. stuff. If to you make yeah, if you make your tr- big train carry big stuff, so uh, make train bigger, yeah, do so gooder. Apparently, right? Wait, no, I, I'm liking when, I'm when, liking this skit. Hang on, when, when the oil trains come in, yeah, right. You have like I found this really weird at first, and you have had those black trains. That's the NS. They're from Norfolk. Like down south. Okay. Then you have like the green purple trains. They have like BN. They're from like Burlington's, I think, also down south. And then also you'll have Union Pacific. They're big and yellow, right? They're from west. But then you also have big red trains, and they're from up north in Canada. Okay. And they'll all the be on the it? same train. Okay. But these are all four different types of tr- like train companies. Okay. And they're all on the same train. Okay. What's the point? I, I don't know. I just It's weird. Like, why do they do that? Like it's a Canadian train in Carteret. Speaking of Carteret, yeah, bit of a you know hard cut from the trains. Hard cut from the trains. I think we talked about trains enough because if we if we actually talked about trains, we just become like the train podcast. Did that? They actually get a lot of views. To be honest, mm-hmm. so maybe we should. Maybe yeah, but I, I, I mean the only the only things I care about trains, right? They move stuff, and I really like light rail. Yeah, because it's. I, it's just fun because you're like, oh, I'm riding a train through the city. But yeah, um, personally, I'm more of a tram guy, and Carteret doesn't have trams. They, ha- but Jersey City does. Well, but speaking of Carteret, yeah, okay, yeah, you Wait, said, what, what's the difference between a tram and light rail? Well, to clarify uh, it for the audience. Well, see, I like the idea of like a classic tram where <laughs> it's like an open air tram and it has like the ding, 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 ding. And you can just like, wait for me. I'm on the tram. And you can like and hop, you just on. hop on, hop off. You just like hop onto it and grab on. Yeah, I like the, I like the image of like businessmen with like a suitcase. And they have a newspaper. And they're like, wait. And a fedora. And a fedora. And they're like, oh, I made they the hop tram. On. Yeah, they hop on. They're like, oh, Made the tram. And there's people sitting on it, reading the newspaper and smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And then there's like a wife in like a summer dress with her kid. Yep. They're going to the shop. Yep. And she's like dragging her kid onto the tram. Yeah. But see, Jersey City has that, but Carteret doesn't. Well, no, they they don't because they have light rail. Yeah. They have a light rail and Amazon. So, uh, 
make which inevitably just makes Carteret a shittier city. No, Jersey City has light rail. But yeah, anyway, yeah, Carteret is pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. That's where we import all the oil from. I thought they we imported it from Newark. Nope, uh, they have the Kinder Morgan Terminal. That's where the um, pipeline ends. The one oh. that got hacked. Hmm. So, you know, New Jersey has just been sitting on all this gasoline, this guzzoline in Carteret. Mm-hmm. And you know what ship I saw today? Because like, my, my warehouse in Carteret is right next to the um, the docks for the oil ships. I saw the Silver Amanda. That was a big ship on Twitter like a couple months ago with the Evergreen because I was stuck there. And it finally made it here six months later. Wow. Yeah. It finally made its journey, huh? Yeah, because you know how train guys like are like, oh, wow, I saw... Um, Norfolk Western Canadian West East rest, Red Train today, and they like sit on like the railroad tracks and take pictures. Yeah, I do ship watching. I'm like, oh, I, I saw this ship here at the docks. Interesting. The Silver Amanda. Hmm. I never did any like train watching. I did do the coin stuff. In fact, but you know, well, like you put a coin on the train tracks and it gets crushed. I love doing that. Yeah, that was fun. I was told that would derail the train. No. It doesn't. Yeah. Imagine from those oil trains in Carteret derail. That would be bad. <laughs> lit. <laughs> it lit, literally. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, actually, I think about it. You know, going back to Carteret and Amazon a little bit, I uh, this day is – today is Memorial Day. And honestly, yeah. I feel like, you know, fuck the troops kind of. You know, as of speaking as a veteran myself, fuck the troops. But we have to respect the troops. Like, Christ- right. like Christopher Dorner. He's my favorite troop. Yeah, he's my favorite troop. You know who I like more? Like, I feel like an average Amazon worker does more work in a day than I, as a National Guardsman, did in, like, an entire year. Are you going to thank me for my service? Oh, yeah, I did. I what is This fucking beer you're drinking right now is proof of my I thought thanks. this was because I had to drive all the way to Wachung. To uh, get your table. No, I paid you twenty bucks for that. I no, I Venmoed you that back. Okay, I don't know why you did that. That was your that was your own choice. So no gibbsies backsies. Fuck. <laughs> Shit, that's my whole day's rate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, you're totally right about that. The Amazon workers. Yeah. Because you know, like I show when I show for drill on a three day drill, on average, I'll show up at like nine a.m. Um, I'll smoke cigarettes until eleven. Then I might do like half an hour of work. Uh, then lunchtime until two, three o'clock. Just do another half hour of work. And then, you know, I'll fucking go on my phone and pretend I'm making phone calls yeah. for like another hour until like five o'clock and I'll go home. And order some stuff on Amazon. Yeah. I'll order stuff on Amazon. I might jerk off in the bathroom. You know, flirt with, you know, the, the cute specialist that's over there. You Is know? your wife not in the other room, dude? Nah, you know, when you're <laughs> on drill, you're everyone's single there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, is, don't it, ask, is it a guy or a girl? Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> some, of the, some of those, you know, are army dudes. Anyway. Uh, little twinky army dudes. Anyway, tell me about your, uh, yeah, but what do you do at Amazon on a daily basis? Uh, hate myself. Yeah. Hate Show up in the morning, hate yourself? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, my, my boss, um... He's not really a boss, but I'll get to that later. Um, yeah, we were talking about our career in film because he's also he's a DP, um, dick picker, a director, photographer. Uh, yeah, he was just like, yeah, this is the low point in my career. But I'm shooting for Trevor Noah tomorrow. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Going on a feature. I'll see you for uh, two months. <laughs> but um, yeah, we just show up. 
uh, Amazon yells at us, and we move packages. We pick things up and put them down. I'm That's picking essentially up what you're it. down. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, this could be a whole-ass long episode about just, like, working conditions as a driver at Amazon. Why don't you, like... Well, I heard that, you know, Amazon was giving stuff out today for Memorial Day. Oh, you want to talk about the hot dog? Yeah. Yeah, um... Tell me about the hot dog. The hot dogs. Yeah, they're, they're uh... Yeah, so usually at um, most workplaces, you either get Memorial Day off or you get a bonus and they have a little cookout, right? So last Memorial Day, I was working at FedEx as a QA. I had a little office cage in the middle of the floor. It was sweet because I showed up late and just drank coffee all day. But yeah, last uh, they cooked us burgers last year at FedEx and cooked us some good hot dogs, you know, fresh from the grill. The manager was out there cooking all the hot dogs. And then he sent everyone to go work at one thirty in the morning and get crushed by packages and uh, carts. And not give you guys proper PPE? Nope. Yeah, I, I spilled five gallons of methanol myself. I didn't even give a fuck. I didn't even have to write it up. And they all dumped it down the drain. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but they still made us hot dogs, like fresh, you know? And they gave us a holiday pay for Memorial Day, which is like that's basic standard that like you've had for 100 years now. Yep. And at Amazon... You know, the drivers come in, they don't even have any kind of, like, uh, perk set up for the drivers. And all week, my boss is hyping up uh, a cookout. Yeah, he's like, oh, they're going to be cooking food today for Memorial Day. We're all going to have light routes, and it's going to be like a party. And we show up, and they have a shopping cart outside with a couple of water bottles, uh, non-branded blue hats from... Uh, like dollar hats you get from the dollar store. They didn't even bother to put Amazon logos on them. And hot dogs wrapped in foil, they were so old, soggy, and moist that it, it looked like a shriveled up little, um, like a little sausage. You know? Wait, so it wasn't even like Costco standard hot dogs? No, it was like stuff you, like a dollar store hot dogs. Boiled. Wait, was it at least like 7-Eleven standard? No, they didn't even have condiments for us. Oh, they just wrapped it in foils and threw them outside. So that no They're ketchup, cold and no soggy. mustard, I still no ate relish, them. Still no ate them because I'm a fat ass. Nope, nothing. That's they had them in nasty. a shopping cart. Yeah, and so that was our thank you for coming in on Memorial Day. And then I had a 180 package route today and four hours to do it. So I had pretty much, you know, a hundred apartments to go stop at in four hours. That's fucking thirty gross. minutes away. So it's like, well, whatever. That's fucking gross. Yeah. Honestly, Amazon needs to just fucking burn to the ground. But also, everyone who orders shit on Amazon. Like, I'm delivering, like, fucking workout powder to people on Memorial Day. Like, is it that critical that we have last mile delivery, last second, same day shipping on workout powder for Memorial Day when no one's even home in the first place? Yeah, like, you don't need that shit. Yeah, I mean... Uh, same day delivery, last mile shipping. It just takes up so much resources and so much labor power, and it just eats up so much energy that it's just totally unnecessary. Yeah, you know, like why do you need your um like futon within a day? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like are you go- or um, are you re- do you really need to sleep yeah. that or badly? or toilet paper or dog food? Dog food's the worst. Like you can't yeah. just go to the store and buy your dog food. You have to order it same day shipping. 
and have a 40-foot truck drive it to the warehouse, then drive it from the warehouse to the distribution center, and over a 1,000 miles just for your fucking dog food that you can drive five miles to the store, and then pay someone 50 cents for that package because that's yeah. what it comes down to per package mm-hmm. just to bring you your dog food that you could walk to the corner store for it. I, was, I never understood it's, that. It's just same-day shipping is not sustainable for the future. That's one of the first things that we need to yeah. you know, kind of get out of like the American consciousness is this like, this, this nonchalant need detached, for convenience yeah, this at all costs. N- detached convenience. Yeah. No, it's it's kind of like this aspect of labor, this level of labor that's totally detached from reality and mm-hmm. hidden away. You know, they don't see all the mechanisms behind same day shipping. It's and all of this stuff is being promoted as automated, and what we're really seeing as is robots that are basically automatons. You see, Amazon bringing in all these robots. They all promote these algorithms and this smart package delivery. But really what it is is people picking things up and putting them down and bring it to you on the same day. Really fast. Yeah, really fast. And no one sees this, and it becomes just an integral aspect of American culture. It becomes institutionalized, mm-hmm. right? And it becomes it's normalized. Gross. And we kind of ossify this kind of labor exploitation that no one's really cognizant of. That's one of the first things we need to get rid of and have people – you know, more solidarity around not ordering things from Amazon like yeah. for same day shipping. That's why, like, whenever I order, right, whenever I can, I try to go through like po- the post office. So it's like single, like small businesses, ship me your shit through the post office. You know, I'll wait like fucking three weeks for it because I, you know what? Unlike most people, I plan out my orders ahead of time. Or there's this magical thing that you could do, like, you can get in your car. Which I know every American has. Get it. Or if you're in New York, you can walk to a place called the store. Yeah. Where they order things weeks ahead of time just for you. It's like same day shipping, but you don't even have to think about it. They already have it there. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I know. I do that. And then and people work there and make money there, mm-hmm. you know? And it supports people. And you can meet people there, you know? Yeah. It's it's part of your community. Mm-hmm. The, I think the only time I order order... I ever order Amazon is when I like need some. I actually do need something in like three days. Yeah, order like it. the only thing I things I order on Amazon are computer parts and camera parts. Yeah, because I know I can't buy it at a store. I cannot buy these things at Best Buy. Yeah, I need to special order it, so I need to get it from. And it just so happens Amazon is like, no, you're gonna get it in a day. I don't give a fuck if you need it in a week. Yeah, exactly. Like those things, like they're very circumstantial and specialized things that I need to order over Amazon. Whenever I can, I try to order it like from individuals or from like small businesses on their personal website where like some guy is literally just writing in Sharpie on a fucking box. Uh, You're one of those bespoke capitalists like, oh, buy buy into small businesses. It infuses capital into your local community no that's, that's not why <laughs> i just like fucking over amazon yeah like every penny i send to that business is another penny that amazon's not getting mm-hmm. and i take great pleasure in fucking over those amazon. like anti-gentrification people are like oh we just need more black bankers and businessmen to Ew, ex- exploit our, our neighbors fuck that no it's like, i no. just take pleasure in not giving amazon my money yeah i just like doing that i mean it's really a symptom of kind of deindustrializing America. You yeah. know, we, we used to have fucking Radio Shack where you can buy tiny little resistors and build your own circuit boards. Mm-hmm. Now you where do you, do you buy that from Shenzhen? <laughs> yeah. Now you have to order that off of Alibaba. Yeah, or Amazon. 
who orders it off of Alibaba exactly. and puts it in their warehouse. Exactly. Everything comes from Alibaba. Mm-hmm. But that's what we need to do, really, is demodernize and reindustrialize. Mm-hmm. That needs to be like the socialist program. I didn't program. take you for a uh, a, a primitivist. Uh, Ted Kaczynski was right about some things. Yeah. Mainly we, adultery and the homos. We all need to just go be Ooga Boogas again yeah. in the woods. And have a nice trad wife. Yeah, nice trad <laughs> wife with our Uga, a nice trad Uga Booga wife. Yeah, just kind of go outside and drink milk straight from the cow's udder. Exactly. <laughs> just bend down there and start sucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, and then like, you know, the best things he did was kill businessmen, bomb. Exactly. You know. All right, with that, we're gonna take a quick break right here. Ya llegaron de la sierra Porque los mandó Fidel Libertaron nuestra sierra Y nos dieron la paz al volver Por las calles aclamados Su ideal sufre que más pudo Todos gritan Han triunfado Que viva Fidel Viva los hit. Yeah, I got a good hit. Yeah. Also, we're live now. Yeah, I'm telling you, you guys smoke way more jewel pods than you think you do. I don't know what you're talking I about. I do the same thing. I'll go through like four pods a day, and I'll be like, where did my pods go? The jewel goblin got them. <coughs> oh, shit. I don't know what you're talking about. Right, I feel fine. All right, come on. <coughs> come on, kid. <coughs> Give me back my molten nickel vaporator. I escape into the cloud. My lungs are molten nickel. Yo, whatever happened to vape vape nation yeah like whatever happened to like vape nation you know i i i guess that was a fad maybe culture really is progressing because you know earlier i was saying culture just reached its apex with the scene but maybe vape nation was in the next scene Mm. and then we're reacting back maybe scene is now reactionary well i am glad that um i put i i i have no life so mm-hmm. I troll the Facebook pages. Um, so I, uh, our my old high school was very big on banning vapes, or my old town was very big on banning vapes. So I posted an article on uh, our town's Facebook page, which is full of old fogies. Being, uh, the article is about how banning vapes has led more teens to just start smoking cigarettes, which was the entire point of vape was to get rid of smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And I said, wow, great job, everyone. We banned vapes. Well, it's strange how 17% of kids and adults smoked cigarettes, and it's strange how 17% of kids vaped. Mm-hmm. It's it's just something people do, you Weird. know? It, it, it's um, it's like Tutankhamun's... No, the, the guy from Mexico. When you go to Mexico and you drink the water, you get sick. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't get sick in Mexico. I just I think I just have stronger stomachs. I've never you. been to Mexico, but w- whatever. Um. Yeah, uh, not no. Tutankhamun is a fucking Egyptian. Why did I say Tutankhamun? What? <laughs> I said Tutankhamun's curse. Holy shit! I'm in, I'm so white. You mean Tutankhamun? That's the actual way to pronounce his name. The curse Jimbo. of the Aztecs, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. This yeah, is totally. the curse of like the um the Lenape. Mm-hmm. It's the gift of tobacco the to gift the white of man. Tobacco. Uh, anyway, so during that break, you just listened to "Viva los Barbudos," uh, a communist song. This was. The Andrew Renez and, and his orchestra 
uh, rendition played in 1959. El Cantante de Barbudos. Listen, honestly, like, why? So, back a little backstory. Viva los Barbudos translates to long live the bearded men, right? I think most people would get that. I, I hope most Americans speak a little bit of Spanish. No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Listen, I took Spanish for four years in high school. I don't remember a single word. No. Except sometimes. That, I, uh, I can bit. sing uh I can sing like the entirety of um uh, Pueblo Unido. In yeah, Spanish. that's like entry level. <laughs> yeah. But though to be honest, I think I know more Mandarin now that I know Spanish. Maybe, possibly. Although like I can barely like make out some words when people talk mm-hmm. and be like, Okay, um, yeah, here's your package. Yeah. Not gonna lie, you've gotten pretty good at Chinese. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway, back going back though. to the main point, Viva Los Barbudos is, is about the bearded men, right? Which is Fidel and his revolutionaries because they lived in the mountains mm-hmm. during, when they were fighting. They obviously couldn't fucking shave. So they all had these big bushy beards. And they mentioned La Sierra. They come down from the mountains. Yep. They come down from the mountains, uh, the bearded men. But anyway, no, no, like, I, I guess beards in Cuba was seen as like a masculine. Of, yeah. Masculine it was a whole machismo thing. Yeah. Very yeah. machismo. Yeah. Um, but like, no, uh, I'm listening to this though, and, you know, and it's all like, it's a very like upbeat, it's a very manly song. They're talking about like, oh yeah, we're coming down from the mountains. But it's samba. samba. Yeah. But like they have, why do like other countries Is have like samba? such good Maybe. bops, you know, when yeah, like it comes Palestine to their socialist bop. music? Yeah. yeah. Like that Palestinian communist song. Like I'm listening to it and I'm fucking vibing with mm-hmm. it. But I'm we're going to play that at the end. Yeah. I'm fucking jiving. I'm bopping. I'm fucking killing an Israeli soldier. And then... American songs are just like some old fogey, like strumming the guitar, just being like, we're all one big union. We're yeah. all one big union. Yeah. Like that, like that CMFEU song. Yeah. That oh, that, that was Australian. And like almost caused a fight between us. But like, that's a fucking like, that's but a fucking awesome but song. But most man. union songs are like the Barney song. Yeah. Like American, especially the American ones. It's like, I'm a union maid. Get thee behind me, Satan. Travel on down the or, line. How does the Barney song go? I forget. But yeah, I everyone love you, you. You love me. I mean, it is. We're all one big traditional union. <laughs> We're all one big, big union trade family. union. Yeah. Under We're the all... banner of the IWW. Yeah. I love you and you love me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It's just like, it's fucking boring, man. But like, oh my that, God. that Viva Los Barbudos, that fucking song was lit, man. Like, we should have, we need to create socialist music and leftist songs for, like, the modern era. Kanye's got to come out with, like, a, a bop that's like, you telling me a boss stole your wages? Kanye doesn't fucking give a shit. No. But yeah. yeah, it was a playoff. You tell me a shrimp fried this rice? Oh. <laughs> Get with the times, man. I don't, yeah. It's like a week old now. <laughs> it's a fucking week old, man. Hey, it takes us like a week to record these episodes. Yeah, so. we do it in three hours. Most people take nine hours, <laughs> <laughs> but we just space those three hours out. Two of those, week. two of those hours are spent drinking and playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Viva los Barbudos, Long Live the Bearded Men, which is actually really funny because, like, in America, mm-hmm. beards are also like a u- a term for like a, a euphemism. community, a euphemism for like someone who is like helps you look straight yeah well also a big you know really you really don't see people wearing those big beards unless you see them on instagram and like 90 percent of the time they're gay yeah anyway yeah i honestly like like it's pretty funny like we don't have like beards you know and stuff well like beards are associated with like 
gay people in America, but in like the South America, they're associated with like manliness. Well, no, beards in America are associated with being a top mm. and cooking a very good um, pork rib. True, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess having a podcast or knowing how to uh, program JavaScript. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's about it. Like, beards yeah. are associated with like nerdy JavaScript. I don't get yeah. that. Beards and tattoos. Like, if I see a guy in fucking Brooklyn who has beards and a tattoo and, and a wears tattoo. flannel with like his sleeves rolled up, I'm like, all right, this guy either runs a coffee shop, is a programmer, or is just like some fucking hipster, you know, musician or artist. Well, uh, yeah, you either work in arts and culture and your daddy paid for your loft. Mm-hmm. You either got a job and an upstart you hate, but still go to because they only make you work three hours a day. Yep. Or you, uh, yeah, or that's about it. That's pretty much it, right? Or you you own a barbecue joint. No, that's included in the arts and culture, daddy. Okay. They have this barbecue joint in Williamsburg. They serve you like two ounces of steak uh, of brisket that's really bad and overcooked and a Sprite on like a metal platter and it's called minimalist but it's just them not knowing how to cook a brisket honestly i haven't had good barbecue since coming to jersey like i'm not gonna lie jersey barbecue fucking sucks i haven't had a good barbecue from any white person to be honest no what are portuguese people white uh yeah they're european yeah but i mean like new jersey portuguese people like 1990s portuguese yeah they're they're definitely white they live in like Perth Amboy in New York. I mean, York. the Portuguese people just basically pretend like they're like Italian. No, they pretend they're Spanish or ma- uh, you know. No, no, no. no. They do not pretend like. Oh, yeah, they pretend they're Latin American. Yeah. Well, it depends. Are they? Are you talking about like Portuguese people from Europe, the Portugal country, or are you talking from like Brazil? You know, I don't know. I I know Polish people came from you know Europe and like yeah uh, yes in it no. You didn't let me finish, bastard. <laughs> in like the nineties after the wall fell. So they're like first wave like immigrants. And they're not white. They're not? No. What do you consider them then? Polish. Slavic. Yeah, Slavic. Just like the Irish, we're Slavic. What? South Amboy, dude. South Amboy is a melting pot. I would not consider Irish people Slavic. That's like a All very... the cops in South Amboy are Italian. That'll tell you something. <laughs> They're discriminatory against the Irish. And blacks. Yeah. And the Portuguese. And the Polish. They're basically everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Anyway, going back on yeah, topic a little bit. Back on topic. You know, uh, this month is... It's Pride Month. Mm-hmm. It's Pride Month. Talking about gay bearded cops. Gay bearded cops. You know, it's funny. Uh, I When I was in the National Guard... There was, there's like a ton of cops in the National Guard, right? And Ew. yeah, I know, fucking gross. But they're always one guy was always going on about like, oh yeah, my partner, uh, you know, he was, you know, he was cleaning out his house and blah 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 blah. Or you know, my partner and I, we were, you know, buying coffee. Is together. this more than one person? No, this is the same guy. Oh no, he, well, this is. But he goes. He, he just wants to show off and be like, I'm gay and I'm no, in the National so, Guard. So see, I thought he was gay, right? Because he's also like, you know, kind of effeminate where he's like kind of speaks with like higher t- pitch voice and everything so i thought he was gay okay for like months i thought yeah, he was that's, gay. A, that's a bit weird for you to say i mean like he, like all gay people talk the same way but it's a little bit of a stereotype but he like matched it right okay and i'm like so for the longest time i thought he was gay and he lived with his partner which is basically you know his you know when someone says partner is usually like they're gay um so i thought that was for the longest time 
And then like he, he I was like one day I was like, "Oh, you know, how are you and your partner doing?" And he's like, "What?" And I was like, "You know, your your boyfriend or husband." And he goes, "The fuck are you talking about, <laughs> Lee?" <Yeah. laughs> and it turns out he was talking about his police partner the entire time. So I Oh, you should have just kept going. You should call him the faggot every time. <laughs> yeah. Hey. It, it, not not because it's to be derogatory. It's because he's a cop and it'll make him feel bad. Yeah. Hey, Sergeant Faggot, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's derogatory. I'm not going to do that. You can get charged for yeah. that, I guess, now. They just call him a pig. Just, hey, pig. <laughs> yeah. Oink, oink. <laughs> yeah. Oink, oink. How are you and your partner yeah. doing? <laughs> uh, But it's weird, though, that, like, you know, gay Gay people, LGBTQ, used to be, like, very revolutionary, you know. For the longest time, they're, you know, part of the revolutionary groups because they were obviously, you know, leftists were the only groups that accepted them. Mm-hmm. But now... Well, didn't the Party of Communist USA add, not accept gay people? You mean CPUSA? Yeah, CPUSA. Uh, not really. I mean, like, early on in, like, the 20s. Yeah. Well, in the 50s, apparently, they did. Well, even in the 50s, like, they accepted it. Well, that's the thing. It was... Consider like we didn't really understand it, so it was considered like bourgeois decadence. Well, I heard it was because if you were gay, the government it was like the purple sheet or something like that, and the government could use that to blackmail you, and you were an easy target uh, for blackmail and to be, um, you know, yeah, uh, loose lips, yeah, sink ships, there so cons- to speak. Yeah, that and well, th- we also followed the Soviet line, and basically, like the Soviets considered homosexuals to be bourgeois decadence oh, no, i was i was reading reports actually so, somewhere but both the americans and the soviets felt the same way same with the cpusa is that being gay because of the current cultural stigma against it was an easy target for blackmail so mm-hmm. that was the primary reason to uh discriminate against gay people in these organizations like the cia and the fbi even though uh hoover himself he lived with his mom for his entire life and you know, yeah. he went out to bars and he was definitely gay. He was definitely he gay. He smoked cigarettes. No, he smoked cigars and had um, vodka and lime during the coup in Iran. Like as, <laughs> as, as a little going away gift for the um, uh, Mossadegh. It's like, that's a totally yeah. gay thing to do. The well, one straight person has vodka and lime during a coup. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, anyway, the point is, though, is that like the LGBTQ movement started out as like very anti-capitalist, very mm-hmm. you know, revolutionary. And now, you know, you've got, you know, truly the revolution is more black gay prison guards. No, more black gay Braytheon employees. Yeah, basically. So we're starting to see, like, you know, homosexuals be integrated within the existing power structure of capital. Homo bourgeois or homo capitalism. Yeah, homo capitalism. Well, woke capitalism. Woke, yeah, woke capitalism. As we always say, bring up the tired old uh, pentagraph. No, what do you call it? The the old records, like Edison. The oh, uh, records. Let's just call it record. record bring players. up the old record player. I keep thinking. I, the now capitalist I keep thinking will always approve. Yeah, <laughs> trains. <laughs> trains. Okay, shut the fuck up before we get off topic. But. <laughs> The capitalists will third always time recording this scene. <laughs> yes, literally, the capitalists will always appropriate progressive ideals, <laughs> over and over and over again. Over and over. Yep. The true cl- struggle is the class struggle. Yep. The true struggle is the class struggle. Intersectionality is a fake bullshit. Yeah. There, uh, there's this one comic artist I follow on Twitter. 
and he drew a comic where he just burst out of his house, like all covered in like rainbows and flags. And he's like, it's pride month. And then all of a sudden, like a demonic Raytheon emblem comes up in pride color flags. Yeah. He's like, let me back inside. Let me back inside. Because yeah. it's just like this, this literal appropriation of just any kind of progressive ideal. Yeah. Like all of these corporations like BMW. And you know, 70 what... years ago, what did their emblem look like? Yeah. Swastika. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what the worst part is? They don't do it until it is safe to do so, is profitable. Well, and they still ten, do Remember 10 years ago, no corporations were doing this. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because 10 years ago, you know, chicks with dicks was still like the butt end of a joke. Mm-hmm. Like that was when, uh, what was it, White Girls came out? Yeah. The movie where like the two black guys pretend to be white girls. Well, Always Sunny did that joke like 10 years ago. Yeah. And it was like with Mac's boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, no relation, but... Um, it's, uh, yeah, he was like, I didn't hit a woman. She has a dick. And yeah. then the random dudes in Philly were like, Hey, wait, you just hit a transgender woman. That's a hate crime. And they went to go beat him up. <laughs> At first they were like, you just hit a woman. And then he was like, no, she has a dick. Wait, that's a hate crime. They <laughs> fuck him up. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> thinking back, like, that's actually like, that's, that's I, very I guess. Progressive. Tr- um, Always Sunny, that's trans acceptance, mm-hmm. which is something no shows were doing at that yeah. time. Like, Always I, Sunny is truly the pinnacle of American the culture. Pinnacle. I still remember woke you know, culture. 2011, it was GSA was just starting to become acceptable. What's that? Gay Straight Alliance. Oh. Remember those those clubs? The straight people who don't think they're gay? No. Well, that... You know, 30% of uh, straight men have gay sex. Nice. And 30% of people are gay. I'm not gay. Uh, your girlfriend's not gay. <laughs> what was it? It's like or no, 20, 75% of people aren't gay. I'm not gay. You're not gay. Your wife's not gay. <laughs> no, Looking well, at you, audience. Uh, was it 30% of men uh, are gay? So it could be any of us. It could be me. It could be you. It could be your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. I sure hope it's your boyfriend. He's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Oh. But anyway, yeah, what was the main topic? Just how, like... Gay, you know, the gay movement has, or LGBTQ movement has been co-opted by capital. Um, right. Real quick, what's your favorite kind of gay guy? Favorite kind? Yeah. Um, if, if you were gay, what would be your favorite well, kind of gay bisexual. guy? Well, I am bisexual. I just don't date gay uh, white men. Because I, well, in my brief. All right, well, I'm out of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> my... that, that was my entire goal. <laughs> the entire, this entire, two years of podcasting. Just to have sex. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I don't. Very... I found out that like I don't like white men because they tend to be like very racist. Mm-hmm. And that was like just from my experience on like Tinder and Grinder. Mm-hmm. Like I've ne- especially also like there's a lot of like discrimination, like fetishization in the gay mm-hmm. community, which I'm not a big fan of. Oh, yeah, Grinder's gross. Yeah, it's fucking gross. Like, you know, I don't like. I don't do hookups, so. I was, you know, they were just like, it was just, first of all, it was just pictures of people's chests. You know, mm. I'm lying. I don't, I do hookups, but it was just like, not that, not that much of a, you know, not that forward. Your your wife is in the other room. Love you. It's okay. You used to. Yeah. You, you were, you were, you used were, to. I was a man. You're a, you're a man. You're a man wife. I was a man. And a man whore. Yeah. But um, like first of all, it's writer is just like pictures of men's chests, and then you swipe right on someone. Wait, you have to you have to put in your weight, I think. Apparently, I don't remember anymore. Uh, yeah, I've like never downloaded it years ago. <laughs> I'm pretending it's 2012. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It was just like that, and then I don't think Grinder existed in 2012. It didn't exist until like what 2013, 14. No, I'm being like very, very like oh. conceited about your sexuality. Fair. Um, I yeah, remember... they make you put in your weight and your height, and yeah. your skin tone. Well, no, they changed that this year after uh, the George Floyd riots. Finally, but it would just be like you know some like dude, and he'd just be like. Hey, let me come over to your house right now. I'll suck your dick. I'll deep throat it. I'll just, I'll slurp it up and gobble it up. Oh, God, yes, please. Just let me do it. I'll blow your mind. Well, I think this really proves that men are truly the real sluts. It was just fucking. Society. Yeah, it was just trash. Yeah. That was just my experience. So I was like, mm, not that big into it. Yeah, I, I remember. I Not was, the, into that scene. The first person I met on Grinder was, uh, well, I, I was um, doing photography with this one guy. This uh, Muslim guy, and I download Grinder because I'm in that phase of my life where I'm very lonely and horny. Mm-hmm. And um, the first person that pops up is from five feet away, and it turns out to be him. <laughs> I am doing like a photo project with. And it was just a weird next three months. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. He, he actually hit me up first. And he's like, wait, you're on Grinder? I'm like, oh shit. I guess this is where we're going. <laughs> It's like, ah, so is that kind of photography shoot, huh? Well, no, we did mostly, well, he did fashion. I did mostly uh, uh, architecture and, like, art photography. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, that kind of photography. <laughs> yeah, huh? that kind of photography. All right, I see how it is. Yeah, back to the main topic. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's that aspect and then also, like, the fact that, like, it's become, for a long time, it was just dominated by, like, white males. The gay movement? Yeah, the LGBTQ movement mm. is dominated by like white males, who like only make up a small percentage of it. You know? Yeah, but it's like it's socially acceptable. It was the first group that became socially acceptable to be gay were white males. Yeah, and then minorities really sort of got pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. So that was also like another thing I didn't like about it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but yeah, that was just my experience with the LGBTQ movement, LGBTQIA plus. Yeah, but it's so vanilla now. Yeah, it's become very vanilla. Both, both in terms of race and just, you know, actual um, ideals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's just like, we need to get more gay people in CEO positions. Like, look at how progressive we are. Ha-ha. Yeah, it's like, no, you're gay. No one cares anymore. It's yeah. 2021. No one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Although, I mean, people still do care. The gay camp conversion camps still exist. So that's yeah, always that's a in. I guess that's in the hinterland, but we're we're in New Jersey, so actually, I think there was one. There's one just like a hundred miles away from us. In Pennsylvania. Yeah, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of like minority gays, like I was driving around Port Amboy for my last route for Amazon, which I quit. Give me a W in the chat. A but uh, snap snap. Yeah, there's just gay flags everywhere. Apparently, Perth Amboy has a very vibrant gay community. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, Asbury Park too. They're all in New Jersey, I guess. Yes, yeah. it's normal. I mean, now. New Jersey is a pretty progressive state. Yeah, like, we people shit on New Jersey a lot, but there's a lot of good things. About I mean, it. We're kind of like the California of the East Coast, pretty much. Just like in, like terms of laws, because we're all blue suburbs. Mm-hmm. Like. Some states are blue, but it's only in like the cities. Mm-hmm. New Jersey is pretty much pretty blue throughout the entire state. And the the only people that are red, you have those fringe old fogies that vote Democrat because Donald Trump made a mean joke. Yeah, 
Donald Trump. Or tried to coup America. That's mm-hmm. what my dad said. Tried to coup America. <laughs> yeah, my dad's a Democrat now because Trump tried to overthrow the republic. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I can't believe we're uh, saying that in, uh, this year. Donald Trump tried to overthrow the national government. The republic. Uh, he's going to try and run again in 2024. No, in August. That's when Michael Flynn's having his coup. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he keeps hinting it like, oh, I'll be back in August office by august hey guys we're holding a coup in august uh maybe you should all show up I yeah don't know. please show up <laughs> please clap for my coup yep all right i think we've talked everything about lgbtq month what about mm. you i mean yeah co-opting uh it's pretty much just uh bourgeois capitalism trying to appropriate Chris- mm-hmm. progressive ideals to hold on to its yep. last stretch of power yeah ah actually i forgot something what it's funny because like here in america you know a lot of leftists they're like oh we care really deeply about transgender rights mm-hmm. and gay rights and you know maybe we can get health care like that's what they're fighting for instead of you know and they're focusing on like these small aspects of it instead of focusing on the main problem which is that the source of all these problems of all these isms is capitalism or the the mode of production in which we live under, yeah, which is incur- capitalism. Incur- which encourages these discriminations, right? But they don't – under capitalism, there is discrimination against disabled people because disabled people generate less profit mm-hmm. inherently. We have to make accommodations for them, which costs money. That's why there is ableism. That's like, that's like reification. Yeah. Especially with gay people. It's not because capitalism hates gay people. It's because the people who run capitalism hate gay people. Mm-hmm. And so the superstructure says gay people shouldn't create a profit, so gay people don't exist. Yeah, exactly. They don't like it because they make less profit. And, you know, strangely, in the 70s and the 80s, uh, the GDR, the German Democratic Republic, had, you know, uh, in their constitution, I think, yeah. um, trans women can marry and take custody of kids and can do anything mm-hmm. um same, anyone else can do they said the same thing they said that being gay was no different than being straight it was a it was just another um spe- uh, no not spectrum it was an aspect of a, it. yeah just aspect of human sexuality mm-hmm. and it's absolutely irrelevant to the greater scheme of uh, humanity yeah because under socialism and communism these you know ide- you know every individual has something that they can contribute to, each to their abilities to each of their needs yeah it's it's like okay, the Soviet Union. Oh, Stalin did some mean things. But what about the GDR? I mean, Stalin GDR did was... fucking nothing wrong. <laughs> Stalin didn't fucking uh, he do died. shit wrong. That's yeah, what he exactly. Did wrong. He didn't kill enough people, and then he died. Yeah, that was what he did wrong. The fucking bastard. How dare you die? The Q-lax that we have now. Yeah, fucking. We should have killed more of them. The Kawasaki dealership militiamen, shamans that mm-hmm. we have running the trying to overthrow the government now. Yep. I mean, yeah, the GDR was super progressive. Yeah, they were I very mean, progressive. E- even though their, like, cultural apparatus was still kind of, like, stingy about what kind of music you could listen to, kids would literally just walk over to West Berlin, uh, West Germany because you could get visas to do that and just bring back records. Yeah. Like, the uh, Rammstein, they're from East Germany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you still had that, that kind of same cultural aspect for the uh, younger generations that you did in West Germany. Yeah. I mean, they had clubs that played techno and... East Germany. Well, that was during Perestroika, which was 
the well in the eighties, but I mean even in the seventies too, you still had rock and roll. Yeah, they clubs. had their own. They had their own versions. I mean, artists in the Soviet Union, the left in the West, uh, sorry, in the East, were in many ways free, more free than those of the West because they didn't have to focus on je- making their music palatable to make when, profit. When I I remember reading somewhere that um like the Rolling Stones were the biggest band in East Germany. Mm-hmm. Like, but oh, the East Germans couldn't listen to music. It was illegal. It's like, yeah. no, it wasn't. They liked their music. It was very anti, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, anti-capitalism in a lot yeah, of ways. And people bring up, oh, well, you know, they only had to listen to music, like these little farm shacks that they would go to to hold raves. And it's like, well, yeah, East Germany is the rural part of Germany. It's not industrialized or developed like West Germany. That makes sense. That's That's part of... That's part of the physical material conditions of East Germany. Yet still, they had vastly more progressive gay and LGBTQ and um, trans rights than any Western country mm-hmm. and any Eastern country, yeah. argu- arguably in the world of all time, of all history. Pretty much. had the most progressive laws. <sighs> all right. I think we've been this dead horse. Yeah. But so, what, uh, yeah. We're at an, an hour minute, uh, an hour 20. Okay. So... I think I would like to. I mentioned that I talked about this song earlier, but I think I would like to end this podcast with that Palestinian communist song. Yeah, definitely. Because that song was fucking lit. So you can already hear it in the background right now, but it's a fucking pop song. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for listening. This is Negotiated Management. My name is Lee. My name is Jim, and we're signing off. Yep. Thank you for listening. Fucking it's the wrong